Welcome to Pulp Fiction, the best of 2015 top five edition. We've been going over a lot of our favorite things about 2015 in the world of movies uh, recently. <laughs> top five favorite characters, favorite movies, and this week we've got a fun subject. We're going to go over our top five movie scenes of 2015. I am Brandon Rabar, joined by my co-hosts as always, Jacob Crisip and Rachel Jamison. And uh, any stipulations, any disclaimers? I don't think there really is, right? No, I didn't have any stipulations. The only thing I did, I intentionally left off two with hopes that Brandon or Rachel will bring it up. I'm pretty sure one of them will, but if not, I'll bring it up and, you know. Because um, you want to list some other ones. Like, you want to talk about them. I want to talk about other ones. But about. ultimately, when we do our, you know, our uh, uh, honorable mentions, we... Sometimes talk at length about That's those true. Truths. That's so, true. You know, whatever. We're just winging it here. <laughs> I have a few like that too. I was really upset about not being able to include three or four of these. So I do want to say that we stipulated top instead of favorite or best because just because a scene may be super memorable, like you'll remember it the rest of your life, doesn't mean it's necessarily one of your favorite scenes. So that made it a little bit more complicated. So we're just categorizing these as top. So that could have been that they were a really good scene, a really memorable scene, or actually one of our favorite scenes. Yep. That's actually, I'm glad you brought that up because it was a hard thing to distinguish. We had favorite at first, but there are other scenes that they may not be my favorite, but they were very memorable. So we thought it's kind of ambiguous. So it makes it more ambiguous if we just do top five. Right. Yeah. And absolutely. more fun. Yeah, yeah, it is. So without further ado, we're going to jump into our list. Jacob, what is your number five scene from 2015? Uh, I have titled all of mine, some funny, some not, but whatever. But my number five is without a doubt the worst death I think I've ever seen in a movie in <laughs> Bone Tomahawk. I see. Now this is one where I almost listed it, but I figured you would list it, so I'd let you do it. If we yeah. haven't talked about Bone Tomahawk enough, I'm not saying it's amazing. I'm not saying it's the best thing horror movie you've ever seen, but it's just enough for you to maybe get curious just to watch this. I'm not even look. Some of these we're going to spoil, uh, so be aware of that. But I'm not going to even spoil this because even I think by the time you see it, you won't. Maybe see what's coming? Yeah, you won't know it's coming. Yeah. Even if we tell you. You'll know you're looking for something. Like, you told us that it gets brutal. But even hearing that, I yeah, wasn't Yeah, and well, prepared. we were watching it, and we're like, this is not brutal. Like, it's yeah, we even slow. said that. Like, what is Jacob talking about? And then it became really obvious what you yeah. were talking <laughs> oh, about. Oh, <laughs> that's what Jacob that's, meant. So that's why I taught it. The worst scene, the worst death I've ever seen in a movie that I can think of. Rachel and, 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 and I have and, and, seen a lot of horror movies, <laughs> but off the top of my head, there there may be one or two that compare to that, but I can't off the top I of my head think, think of, of any. And that's why it is also my number five. Oh, oh, awesome. Nice. I awesome. listed it at his brutal kill. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. It it will stick with me the rest of my life. I am scarred for life. I actually tweeted somebody that. Yeah, because they were talking even, about it too. Yeah, a buddy of mine was like, "I cannot unsee that." Yep, that's <laughs> basically what that is. I mean, what what I can uh, add to this also is that a week or so ago, Brandon had said, "What made it so much worse also is that there's other people in the room when it happens, mm -hmm. right. and that them knowing that this could also possibly happen to them just ups the you know it does. ups the ante on that the the situation and what's going on, and absolutely it just makes it for a great." Great movie. Yeah. <laughs> or a great scene anyway. Great scene. Scarred for life. Scarred for life, or no doubt. I think Bone Tomahawk was a really, really good movie that has an insanely memorable scene in it. That's <laughs> it agreed. It's one of those movies I think it's it, a good movie with a very memorable scene. Yeah. Not a really good movie. I would just yeah. categorize it as good. Yeah. yeah but you might right. be watching it and the to me, the beginning's like, oh, this is pretty interesting. And then in the middle, you're like, oh, it's getting, it's kind of slow. Like, nothing's really happening now. And then the payoff. Yeah. yeah. And then when they finally get to where they need to be, I mean, that last 20 minutes. Yeah. Pretty, yeah, pretty exciting. Yeah. It really picks up there at the yeah. end. <laughs> uh, my number five uh, top scene of 2015 uh, was actually from a... My favorite documentary of 2015. You don't normally list scenes from documentaries, but uh, Amy uh, contained a scene that really st stood out to me. Probably because I'm a big fan of of music and the process and artists, and especially really special artists, and you know the process of making music. 
It's when she recorded Back to Black, which is my favorite Amy Winehouse song. But the story that comes along is she was in love with this guy. This guy was obviously to anyone watching the situation, taking advantage of her. It's awful. He was a terrible, terrible dude to her. But she was in love with him. You know, despite her fame, despite her fortune, uh, and despite this guy being a douchebag, she loved him. And uh, he took advantage of her and then, you know, dumps her basically uh, for his old girlfriend. And, you know, the next scene you see her in the studio and she's written this song about him called Back to Black and the situation. And it was just her, it was just kind of cool seeing a really, really talented musical artist, but seeing her as a person and just kind of unloading her feelings into what became a really, really great song, a huge hit song. Uh, and you kind of saw the backstory and then the payoff of, of how it became. And if you just listen to Back to Black, they aren't veiled lyrics. It's exactly yeah what happened. I mean, it, you don't have to read anything into it. She tells the entire story right. very clearly. All right. Let's get this. Let's get this tape. No, we'll keep that. Tape. When I started writing the first song about Blake, the other songs just writing themselves. I really was on a roll because I had these feelings, I had these words floating around in me. You write a song. You have to remember how you felt. You have to remember what the weather was like. You have to remember what his neck smelled like. You have to remember all of it. He would tell me stories about Blake and this tempestuous, extreme relationship. That first day she wrote Back to Black, all the lyrics and the melody in two or three hours. He left no time to regret, kept his dick away. With his same old say Me And my head high And my tears dry Get on without my It's a scene that maybe, I mean, maybe some people watch the documentary and you just kind of don't even think about it. But for me, it was a kind of a cool looking behind the curtains of, you know, somebody who's pretty special musically. I remember that scene. It's a nice. good scene. Have you seen Amy? Yeah. I thought you'd seen it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, that was really good. Jacob, your number four top scene of 2015. Uh, my number four scene is the church fighting scene from Kingsman, The Secret Service. That's a good um, choice. One reason I, I say that is, is, is because, you know, there's a lot of action <laughs> sequences uh, that we've seen in thousands of movies, right? Yeah. And I can't recall one quite like this, especially in a church, where it was as violent as I could possibly imagine it being. I mean, maybe outside of a horror movie, but you know, I wouldn't know that. And, you know, it's, it's stars, uh, movie stars Colin Firth. Which is weird. Which is weird because, right, he's in his 50s. He's not exactly known for being an action star. Yeah, he's the, he's a, the British dude from King's Speech. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> Love Actually. This exactly. dude should not be... Right. Did you see uh, Kingsman? A no, Secret Service Ranger? Okay, but you did, Brandon, right? Yeah, I, mean, I loved it. And, I mean, I thought it was a great movie. Matthew Vaughn, who I think is a fun director. He did yeah. Kick-Ass as well. So he knows how to do, you know... And uh, Super, right? Yeah. Okay. So he knows how to do, you know, action movies. And I think he's getting better and better with his craft. Yeah. And this scene in particular was so graphic, so bloody. And once you kind of see the movie, you understand uh, why it occurs in a church. You know, it kind of deals with evangelical type people. But that's really, it's nothing to do with religion. Um, but it definitely has to do with shock value. And, uh, God goodness, but it was a lot of fun. It was really great, uh, you know, by the time the whole thing was over. Yeah, it was surprising how... Oh, I guess we're, we're doing spoilers here. I couldn't yeah. believe that, like, every man went down. Yeah, It everybody. was the last man standing kind yeah. of situation. everybody got killed. Yeah. And it was surprising. And there were axes being thrown, there were yeah. knives. I mean, anything you can imagine as a weapon was used. 
Well, and what's weird is going into this movie, I just thought it was going to be kind of this fun, whimsical spy action movie. <laughs> yes. Starring Colin Firth. I'm like, how violent could it be? And then this scene happens, and it's just completely shocking. It was one, probably one of the most surprising scenes. That's where of people the year who don't me. know Matthew Vaughn need to be aware of the movies he puts out. Yeah. I mean, I know he did also direct X Men First Class, but besides that, if you've seen Kick Ass or Super, I mean, huge red flag that, you know, it's going to be violent. And, yeah. And I don't have it in front of me. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Kingsman was rated R. So. Yeah, and which is how, I mean, it, it looked like, you know, when the trailers came out and things like that, and I read the uh, synopsis and things, I really just assumed it'd be like a PG, almost almost like a, just because of the way it looked, it just seemed like a PG-13 type yeah. little fun spy flick. Yeah, exactly. definitely. But it was way better than that. Right. Way better. Way better, yeah. And like I said, it was our great February movie of last year. I think two years ago, or was it three, when they came out with the first Hunger Games. Yeah, you know? yeah. They they hit on some. Maybe, yeah, never mind. Yeah. And Colin Firth, surprisingly um, convincing as an action Oh, he guy. was great. He was. With that little cane. You yeah. Pull out the little yeah. uh, sword out of it. Yeah. There was some really cool, for it to be just a spinoff or a spoof off of a James Bond movie, there were some great little uh, weapons and gadgets yeah. and... And scenes like this, I, and I'm excited for the next one to come out because you know Taron Edgerton is the uh, little is the kid who's you know being taught you know this is an origin story of itself, and he was really convincing too for an actor who we've never seen yeah, before. Yeah. So I'm excited to see the next one. Good choice, surprising choice. Rachel, your number four top scene of 2015. My number four is the uh, parents' emotions in Inside Out. Yes. Oh, good call. Yes. That's a great scene. <laughs> of course, the movie mostly focuses on the little girl's emotions, but you get a quick peek inside the parents' minds, both of them, just when they're having a conversation with one another, and it is hilarious and 100% accurate about yeah. how men and women's brains work. Yeah. Yes. Well, and see, I would take that further and do it to the, the ending credits where it does both them, the cat, the dog, That's true. Yeah. the boy. I mean, yeah. that was ingenious. <laughs> yeah. Once yeah. again, we can go on down that whole road of saying how this movie was ingeniously written. Um, I totally forgot about that, and since I didn't write it down, but that probably would have been my my favorite scene in the entire movie. Yeah, I mean, honestly, my inside out is on my honorable mention. It's the uh, abstract thought. I love that whole part of it, but that would what you just had would totally trump that. So funny. There were two scenes that I had that I wanted to put in my top five from Inside Out, and I couldn't make it, and that was one of the parents. I mean, it was was the funniest. It was the funniest part of the movie in a movie that's really pretty funny <laughs> it was the funniest part my other scene was when uh sadness and joy and joy combined to form a to form a core memory uh, because of what that meant but that's a great choice rachel thank you very much <laughs> well, it <was laughs> I had an... because it shows i mean besides it being really really funny kind of the subtext was how we grow emotionally and change and our feelings right. inside how... of us our our you know emotions they change as well and how much they were just so much smarter and they knew how everything worked and they right. knew how the person worked. And right. it, it wasn't, and I they mean, weren't freaking out. They right. weren't, you know, what was it? One of the characters was like, wait, did she just say something? Hurry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they were, they're they all were wearing watching football or something. <laughs> yes. And yeah, they're like, perfect. Oh, uh, we need to respond to this. Was, were, were any of you paying attention? <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah. And of course her mind goes to like the, the man on the beach, like talking to her in Spanish. That was, uh, that and was they, awesome. And they, wanted to get rid of it but they're like no hold on <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a great great scene something is definitely going on she's never acted like this before what should we do we're gonna find out what's happening but we'll need support signal the husband ahem with a nice pass over the reef comes across that right uh oh she's looking at us uh, what did she say what Oh, oh, sorry, sir. No one was listening. Is it garbage night? Uh, we left the toilet seat up. What? What is it, woman? What? <sighs> He's making that stupid face again. I could strangle him right now. Signal him again. Ah, so, Riley, how was school? Seriously? Oh, you kidding me. For this, we gave up that Brazilian helicopter pilot? Boo, I'll be joy. School was great, all right? Riley, is everything okay? Oh. <sighs> Sir, she just rolled her eyes at us. What is her deal? All right, make a show of force. I don't want to have to put the foot down. No, 
Not the thought. Riley, I do not like this new attitude. Oh, I'll show you attitude. Oh, no, 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 no. Stay happy. What is your problem? Just leave me alone. Sir, reporting high levels of sass. Take it to DEFCON 2. You heard that, gentlemen. DEFCON 2. Uh, my number four, I'm assuming this might show up again just because of how much we all like this movie. The uh, dance scene from Ex Machina. Um, uh, it's, you know, we've talked about Ex Machina a lot, but it's the scene where Nathan, played by Oscar Isaac, just, uh, it's a really, really tense setup. And. Well, the whole movie, it's been, you know, not a whole lot happening. It's intense, it's drama. Yeah. You, you're not, I mean, for the most part, not all that action. It's, yeah. a, it's a slow burn. And then. Up pops the most random scene you can even think of. Yeah, well, yeah, and 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 at that moment, Dom Hall Gleason kind of thinks that he might be in trouble or something, like he might get caught for something. And Oscar Isaac just wants to bust out into a, to a dance <laughs> with, you know. At this point, we don't know that she's a robot. We later learn you know, he might have suspicions. Uh, that kind of tipped the hat for me, though, that she definitely was a robot, that she was programmed. Because her dance moves was were so good. They were so good. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and Brandon's talking about Sonoya uh, Mizuno, obviously. So Yeah, obviously. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Duh. The, 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 only, the fourth actor yeah. in, in this movie. Yeah. But that scene, it was just so hilarious. Dom Hall's Gleason's face said it all, <laughs> which was pretty much the face of probably every person watching in the audience. Like, what the heck is going on? It was a great release, though. <laughs> but it was awesome music, and it was great release because we needed something like that to kind of re energize yeah. the story that they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and at the time it kind of made you think that Oscar Isaac's character was that much more crazy because you already thought he was kind of insane and kind of evil and you're like well this dude is like nut. what is he doing he's insane yeah uh, but awesome another cool element to that scene too was like you know a lot of the colors and lighting is very yeah. uh, you know boring or white and as soon as this dance scene happens they turn like on the a, lights and it's all red and blue it's like a disco a little party bit of a disco, breaks out in the middle of the movie but it's shot so well and it just kind of those colors help you know, bring in like maybe those feelings of, yeah. you know, confusion. Yeah. Um, or like it helps with the Oscar Isaacs that you really don't know what his character is. And, you know, Red can be angry or, you know, yeah. something like that, maybe perhaps dangerous. And it's just, uh, you know, another, one more reason why this movie is so well shot, so well written. Yeah. Um, what a great scene. And that's actually the one I intentionally took off of my list and hope that one of you two would talk about. about. Yeah. 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 I, I had to include. I figured that you guys probably were going to talk about, but I couldn't not include it. It's a the, great the scene. Studio. I loved it. <laughs> uh, Jacob, your number three top scene of 2015. Uh, my number three. This is a little bit repetitious from last week, but I just think it's one of the best writing of the year, which was picking up the hammer in the Avengers: Age of Ultron. Oh yeah. Uh, I thought it was set up so perfectly. When, you know, after a party, everyone's drunk, they want to pick up Thor's hammer, that was nobody can really do it, fun. you know, Captain America almost did, but he wasn't worthy, Yeah. and so the setup, which happens an hour and a half later, when the Vision comes onto the scene, and they're like, who is this guy, can we trust him, and all of a sudden he just picks that thing up, yeah. hands it to Thor, and he's like, hey, are we going to go? That you was know, awesome. I thought that was so cool, and I mean, everyone in the audience didn't see it coming, yeah. everyone was clapping, I mean, I rarely kind of do that in movies, but I was totally jacked. I thought it was such a cool moment. One of the best of the year by far for me. Well, and it was really That was hilarious. a really cool scene. It was a really cool yeah. scene. I completely forgot about that when I thought of Avengers. I didn't even think about that. But that was... Well, and I remember when, like, Cats America, like, slightly, slightly moved in. Like, the freaked out look on Thor's face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah. It was so funny. He wouldn't yeah. have known what to do. And then, you know, this was such an intense moment. And they've got to go get Ultron. And, you know, Thor, after he picks it up, it's just like... Hey, you heard the man, you know. Yeah. That's <laughs> hey. a great show. I would I'm so glad you brought that up because I would have completely yep. I forgot about I, it. I love that scene. That. I, Age of Ultron was okay. I really think it was a rehash of the first. Yeah. But that's the best that's that's an amazing that scene. That was a really good scene. So well written. Good call. I'm gonna miss Josh Whedon for things like that. Yeah. Uh, Rachel, your number three uh, top scene of two thousand fifteen. My number three. I'm giving it to the the divorce talk in Trainwreck, which is the very <laughs> opening scene when <laughs> Colin Quinn is trying to explain to his daughters while, why he and their mom are getting a divorce. <laughs> and he breaks it down to them in terms of like, oh, you have your doll. You love your doll. What if somebody told you that's the only doll you could play with yeah. for the rest of your life? How would that make you feel? 
And they're like, oh, we wouldn't like that. Yes. (laughs) So he goes to this whole scenario of like, what if there's a a slightly overweight cocktail doll? Would you want to play with her? (laughs) Maybe maybe your doll's best friend. That could happen. Um, (laughs) I was totally sold on the movie from that opening scene. I think I was the only person laughing in that intro scene, but I was laughing hard. That was hilarious. That's a great, great choice. I was, that, I was going through my train wreck moments. I, of course, I could only think of when she was doing the, the cheerleading, you know, dance. Right. You know, yeah. I thought that was cool, but you know, it wasn't enough for me to even put my honorable mention. But right. That was a great scene. I forgot uh, about that. Crack me up. Oh, that was so fun. No, that's a great. That's probably choice. the hardest I laughed in the theater. The John Cena scene is pretty good. John Cena is good. LeBron scene is pretty good. Also, I liked when they were talking about Billy Joel and uh, the whole Uptown Girl thing, or yeah, Uptown Girl thing, and how she says it's. Billy Joel doesn't even like it. And he's like, oh, he should. <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, that, that opening scene. I, what, another thing that really made it as funny as the dad was, their reaction to it, they're like, yeah. Or, yeah, we'd be sad. But it was so like, they're going along with it made it really, really Yeah, funny. especially their reaction to like, uh, maybe you want to play with a doll one night and then never play with that doll again. And they were like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what your mother told you, but let me explain it from my side. In terms you can understand. You got your doll, right? You got your doll there. Yeah. You love your doll? Yeah. Yes. But what if I told you that was the only doll you were allowed to play with the rest of your life? How would you feel? Sad. You'd feel sad. Of course. There's other dolls you like, and they're making new dolls every year. You want a stewardess doll? Yeah. Yeah. What about a slightly overweight cocktail waitress doll? Yeah. What about a doll who happens to be best friends with your main doll? Yeah. yeah. It could happen, right? Yeah. What about a doll you only play with one day and never see again? Yeah. So that's why me and mom are getting divorced. <laughs> that's a good choice. <laughs> this is fun. Uh, well, because it's making me remember scenes that I've forgotten about. Uh, I forgot Brie Larson was in that movie this year. Yeah, like, she was. For someone who's probably really could win for Academy Award, that was yeah. totally blew past me, and she was great in that movie. Yeah, she was. Uh, she's got really good range. Yes. Uh, my number three is going to be uh, controversial on this show um, because both of you guys hated this movie and you think I'm a big sap, but whatever. Kiss Peanuts. my butt. From the Peanuts movie. Uh, <laughs> you I mean, guys it's fun. suck. It's, <laughs> fine. it's a fine movie. It's just so boring. It's so wholesome. <laughs> exactly. <It's awful. laughs> I was so bored. <laughs> but this scene, I don't care what y'all, and y'all didn't even, it didn't even affect, it didn't even move the needle for you guys. Like apparently like your heartbeat didn't even change it over. Watch it. And maybe it's because I have a younger sister, maybe, and you, neither of you guys have a younger sister. Um, wait, you, Jacob does. I got does. an older sister. You got sister. older, you got an older sister. <laughs> um, but like having a younger sister, the scene at the talent show where um, Charlie Brown's younger sister, Sally, is uh, being booed and heckled by the audience. And Charlie has this whole thing lined up. His time, he's been working on it, working on it, working on it to impress the little red-headed girl. But he sacrifices his time and his moment <laughs> to help out his sister because she's... It really but genuinely touched I've me. I've already seen this scene in About a Boy... And so it just, and that's executed way better. You know, he gets a he gets a volleyball thrown at him or an apple. Oh yeah, I remember that. A, yeah, I love about a boy. Oh, about yeah. a boy is amazing, but it just doesn't work for me in the Peanuts movie. Yeah, about a boy. That I love about Probably a boy because it took was... so long to get to that scene. I already sat through an hour of being bored. <laughs> So I just didn't care one way or the other by the time I got I to it. I was too focused on the fact that he's doing all this for a chick that's going to be like, oh, you're sweet, but this guy's hot. So I'm not interested <laughs> in you about anymore. That. Yeah. <laughs> the little redheaded girl's not like that. She's a sweetheart. Yeah, but at the end she was like, oh, yeah, I noticed that. You're sweet. We'll talk later. And then she meets some boy at camp. No, she doesn't. You guys are cynics. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I pray for you guys. All right. <laughs> Jacob's number two favorite or top scene of 2015. Um, Here, let's, let's talk about something horrible or sad or It was terrifying. certainly horrible, and, I, and I'll never forget it. I still can't figure out how they shot it. It's the bear attack in The Revenant. Oh, that's actually my number two as well. Uh, so, Rachel. Honorable mention. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. I mean, yeah. I, I was so blown away. I mean, I, I can't say it's a favorite scene, but oh, I'll never forget this scene. You know, anytime you have an animal on set or something similar like that in a movie, or think of the, I'll tell you what, here's a movie with another bear attack, 
uh, called the you know the Edge. Yeah, where yeah. you know they try and do that and it just doesn't work. It's not real at all. Yeah. And then you go and watch the Revenant. And yeah, I know there's been a lot of uh, improvements in technology, and that was as real as I think it will ever be. Unless I see a lion rip into a human being, yeah, you know that was amazing. When it when it, when it goes down to the licking of the face, the coming back for more, yeah. the jump, the pouncing up and down on his back, uh, really some of the the marks that were left on Leonardo DiCaprio. So that's more of a makeup, um, right. you know, jo- you know, a great makeup job by the by the crew. But the whole thing, as a whole, that scene, I, I've never seen anything like it, and I was. I was emotionally, I was physically involved watching yeah. that because my hands were in the air, yeah. covering my mouth. I mean, it was uh, just in, in shock and awe. I agree with that. The realism is what really made it. I mean, and they weren't gratuitous about the gore or violence. It was just how it would be if you were attacked by a bear. It was just so authentic. And, I mean, they could have made it more gruesome, Um you know, blood and guts wise, they could have made it more gruesome as far as the bear attack. Like he could have ripped him up more. He could have bitten into him. They could have done a lot of different things. But the way it unfolded and the fact that it was kind of divided into two sections, the first attack, little break. Okay, you think that we're done here. And then he, she comes back for more. Uh, it was just kind of relentless. Like kind of like take your breath. You're kind of like settling yourself. And then you're like, oh, she's there's going to be more and it's worse. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was, it just looks surreal. Well, like, it was hard to watch. Yeah, Like most of this movie, it was one more example of many, really, of how brutal nature can be. Yeah. And that was really an underlying theme throughout this movie. Yeah. And that was by far the worst one. Oh. It was, it was, <laughs> but then you understood the, the bear's perspective. Yeah. She was I mean, just she looking just after, looking her, after cubs. her cubs. Yeah. Uh, it was, <laughs> it was brutal awesome. and awesome. And awesome. It was. It was, it, was a, it was an amazing scene. And technically, I, I, I'm with you. I, I don't know how they did it. I, I don't know how they did it. I, I'm really excited to kind of see the behind the scenes of that. I hope they release that so we can see. I honestly think that Leonardo just has a doppelganger out there who, who <laughs> volunteered. Dead. Yeah, he was. He's, and he's, 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 he's dead he, in yeah, Canada. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like his family needed some money. He's like, shit, I'll just take, I'll take one for the team. My family, my family needs some money. Uh, it was that real looking. Uh, that's my number two as well. That's good. <laughs> Rachel, your number two top scene of 2015. Um, my number two is the, well, we're doing spoilers, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. The escape in the room. That oh, is, I yeah. room, thought about that. Room, not yeah. the room. Sorry. Yeah, room. Yeah, much different. <laughs> uh, it was such an intense scene from... From her training the boy what to do, how to hold his body like he was dead when they roll him in a carpet, to them actually doing that, and then like... The age of the boy, what was at stake. Right. Yeah. And, and the guy coming to get him and carrying him out. Just that entire scene of her explaining to him, trying not to get him to open the rug, mm-hmm. um, basically using like reverse psychology on him or, or just telling him like, oh, this is all your fault, you know... Don't even look at my son, whatever. And then uh, carrying on the scene, how intense it is when he's in the back of the truck and he gets himself free and then he's distracted by seeing everything naturally since he's never seen any of it before. So you would, obviously you would kind of freak out if you've never seen anything like that. But like, what's at stake? Then him getting loose and the guy coming back for Like everything about that entire scene was so intense. Uh, it was it was done really well and it's my number two. It's actually my number one, so oh. I'll just nice. a- agree with everything you said there. Uh, I do. I think it was it was the most intense scene of the year for me, even more so than the bear, just because I was emotionally invested. Right, and it was a little boy, and you weren't sure. Even though I thought he would live through it, I wasn't exactly sure. I didn't know anything about the movie going into it, so I didn't know if he was going right. to make it through it or not. Right, and honestly. that was the thing. I was I wasn't a hundred percent, even right. though I felt like it. I was like, well, there's a lot. Surely of this they're movie not going to kill a boy, right. but you never but know. They could have. I didn't yeah. know where they were going. Not only that, but okay. The other side of the thing that I mentioned that you didn't mention was I didn't know if Brie Larson was going to be dead because we've been told this movie through his perspective. It was from his point of view. So they very well could have killed Brie Larson. Like, you know, because 
um, old Nick, right, uh, who was my number one favorite character last week, uh, <laughs> when, <laughs> uh, but when old Nick uh, drops him off, and that was uh, it was so intense because you're emotionally invested in, it, right. in this. Um, but when he drops him off, and you know the cops come and they're looking for the yeah, house. you don't know where he they don't know where went or where what he, he did, and that was so well done too. How the cops um, you know uncovered where he was from yep. and and that it was from a shack or whatever or a shed. Um, but I didn't know Brie Larson could have de- been yep. dead, and so that was really intense too. Yeah, you're worried about him at first about Jack, but then on the back end of it, like, well, it is being told through his point of view. We could be done with Brie Larson. Yeah, um, she could be dead. Yeah, what a great movie. I, yeah, I, I don't have much more to say. Y'all know that that was great. The anticipation of him getting out of that rug. Yeah, I mean, it was so 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 fun, thrilling. Yeah, and you didn't you didn't even know like oh, and him like unrolling like. And like standing up, you're like, no, yes. don't stand well, up yet. Actually, he don't unrolls stand up and yet. he just like kind of spread eagle in the back and he sees the sun for the first yeah. time. And that was so, that was so yeah. cool. But then you're like, hey, snap out of it, kid. You got to jump exactly. out of the truck and run. Yeah. Exactly. And then when the guy walking the dog like is talking to him, but he can't say anything because, I mean, this is all new to yeah. him. Because he's like, never right. seen a tree before. Yeah, he's right. never seen And nobody else has ever talked to him before. Like he is just... His sense, it's like oh sensory overload. Yeah. And so, he does, and they're like, say something, say something, do something, do something. Uh, <laughs> very much, so I was intense. very much into that moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very cool. Great scene. Great scene. <laughs> uh, Jacob, your number one favorite or top scene of 2015. Y'all have to know this, right? It's got to be from Star Wars. And the only thing, I was talking about Rachel before. It, it's not, oh, let's stop you there. It's not from Star Wars. Oh, it's not. Oh, no. no it's freezing it's your balls hateful off. Eight. Oh, it's the hateful eight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Make it too. Oh, that's right. No, look, obviously I'm not laughing as hard as I was because it's been a couple months since I've seen this movie. That's but, right. But the scene I've talked about for weeks now. That's right. Uh, that's Samuel the whole reason L. we Jackson, wanted to do this yeah. list so you could talk about it. That's Samuel right. Samuel L. Jackson tells, um, oh, what's his name? Oh, um, it's... Um, it's um, Bruce Dern tells Dern. Bruce Dern about his son giving him a blowjob so that he could have a blanket it was one of the funniest things I've seen all year long. <laughs> it was a great scene, great dialogue. Uh, and again, Bruce Dern's eyes, the horror of knowing that his son may or may not have done this. I laughed so hard. To and, a black man. And, yeah, to a black man. And then above all, where I just laughed the hardest was the size of this guy's nuts. I could not get over. Which I still can't find and didn't notice. It's on YouTube. You can oh, okay. find it on YouTube. Okay, it's I'll not like they circle it and point an air like, look at the size of that guy's gonads. But it's just, it's, it's more so like. Or like, just look at his phone. It's his screensaver. It's Jacob's screensaver on his phone. It's actually not. Yeah. Oh, it was just so funny. You'd be surprised what a man that cold would do for a blanket. You want to know what your boy did? I pulled my big black pecker out of my pants. And I made him crawl through the snow on all foes over to it. Then I grabbed me a handful of that black hat at the back of his head. And I stuck my big black Johnson right down his goddamn throat. And it was full of blood, so it was warm. <laughs> oh, you bet your sweet ass, it was warm. And Chester Charles Smithers sucked on that warm black dingus for long as he could. thing that was so clever about this scene i'll back up a minute was like okay was it real was it not real that's true i don't you believe don't know. that it was real i think I that think he was so just messing with bruce stern so he yeah. could pick up the gun yep i mean but it, it but it could have been but, it but you don't been, know and you don't who, know who knows but that's adds on to some genius writing going on there yeah uh, i just thought that whole sequence was hilarious i loved it I, and 
And thank God for the guy in my audience who was laughing so hard because it let everyone else <laughs> loosen up and just relax and just watch a funny, a phone, a great moment in cinema. Because it a is. Great it was a great, 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 uh, great uh, monologue for, for uh, Samuel Jackson, who gave the most perfect delivery you, you could give. I mean, it's, it's, it's. I mean, it's a notch down from his delivery in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, uh, his delivery was, but you're right though. <laughs> Great moment. It's, it is like, like, I was thinking, like, <laughs> like we just talked about how serious the room was. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Costa Blanca, in Indian, years Citizen now, Kane, Rosebud, and Samuel yeah. Jackson talking about the blowjob. <laughs> <In laughs> Ten years from now, are you gonna remember that that blowjob, or are you gonna remember the kid getting out of the other the <laughs> I'll never forget the blowjob. Bruce Dern's eyes. Man, perfect. It says it all. No, but but you're right. Though. I'm glad that you mentioned like uh, being able because audiences could take it the other way and just sit there in shocked silence. Like because not <laughs> only is what Samuel L. Jackson's saying, the dialogue, the words on the paper, horrifying. horrifying and like really really hardcore and graphic, but his delivery, he's like really accentuating it too. Yep. Like he's not just saying like he like. And he sucked on my like he's like really really like I mean one thing he was just saying but he is it was Samuel L Jackson going full Samuel L Jackson as good as it can get for me yeah that was a great giving the context it was great I loved it I love it's it's on my honorable mentions Uh, Rachel your number one scene of 2015 and we've already talked about it it's nathan's dance and ex machina yeah nice it would have been pretty high up on my list those moves man those moves they're just so good Uh, it was awesome you know he can obviously he probably she didn't need a whole lot of you know uh, acting ability to do this she clearly is a dancer right but oscar isaac i mean he he really he pulled it off and that's not something like great it shows even more range it's really actually what you think about like his his contemporaries like can you see like Philip Seymour Hoffman or Daniel Day Lewis or Ed Norton busting out those dance moves? I just or can't Al Pacino. See it. <laughs> Al Pacino <laughs> actually can, see, can dance. See Al. Can see oh, Al of course, because he they can do no wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not seen Sin of a Woman? And actually, I mean, oh, okay, fine. That's. Yeah, but he can't pull out like dance moves like that. That's a different kind of dance. And moves. I'm absolutely positive that Daniel Day Lewis could pull off dance moves too if he wanted to. Yeah, if you want, he would study. He would like. He would like. Oh, you don't think I can do? He like lock like, himself into yeah. a dance studio for the next six years. That and is he'd come out as like an improved Barishnikov. You know, again for that whole scene where it was so serious and all that, and Oscar Isaac's like, "Come on, Caleb, just have a little bit of fun." <laughs> right. That's yeah. where you're like, "Who is this guy, Oscar Isaac?" Yep. Yeah. You know, that character was great. Character. He was all over the map. And if you look up anything about Ex Machina, the screenshot's going to be of that dance. They're probably going to include a, a, the YouTube clip of the dance. Like, everything I read about it has that in it. So Which is so funny because it's such a serious, Yeah, it gives a completely, if movie. that's all you knew of the movie, would be the complete it, wrong idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I told you, you're wasting your time talking to her. However, you would not be wasting your time... If you were dancing with her. Go ahead, dance with her. Dance with her. No? You don't like dancing? She does. Come on, buddy. After a long day of Turing test, you gotta unwind. What were you doing with Ava? What? You tore up her picture. I'm gonna tear up the fucking dance floor, dude. Check it out. Uh, Now, I am curious. I have a lot of honorable mentions that I didn't get to get to that I really, really, really wanted to include. And you said that you intentionally left two off your list. One of them was We missed one. I was really disappointed. Hold on. I'm going to say... I'm going to guess, was it the Mario Robbie yes. from the Big Short? I really was, hope that would be it. It was initially my number five. And look, like it's not because it's Margot Robbie in a bathtub. Well, that was 50% of it In a bubble bath with a glass of champagne. It's more so, hey, well, 
That was awesome. It was it was awesome. But it's like it's the first time the cameo happened Eggs. in the big short, yep. and it's like, oh, this is what to expect. This is the kind of movie we're going That's, there. Yeah. We're going to break that fourth wall, and we and when more started happening, you know, there are only three. I wish there was a whole lot more. Me well, too, but but what would have been too much? I don't. know. It was but, just but, the right amount to you know kind of go into this whole explaining economics and finance. In a fun way. Right. right. That's why it was so memorable to me is it caught you kind of off guard and you were like, what? This is awesome. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't care about Margot Robbie personally, but I was like, what? what is, what are they doing? That's awesome. Yeah. Like, why are they doing that? That's well, and, cool. And I was, yes, I was very confused. It's like, wait, what? Like, is she, so she's not in the movie. So it really was Margot Robbie playing Margot Robbie. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then after the moment was over, it's like. That was awesome. Right. Yeah. That was so cool. Oh, I thought it was awesome initially. One, because it was Margot <laughs> yeah. Robbie in a, in yeah. a bad uh, bubble bath. Uh, but no, it, you guys know that it. it was because it was the first time. And that's why I wanted to include it. Because it was my favorite movie of the year. And it's the first time it broke that fourth wall. But, you know, there was only three instances of those examples. But Ryan Gosling himself did break the fourth wall he a few did. times talking to the audience. Right. But that was the first time. And it set in motion like, oh, this is what kind of movie it's going to be. And Margot Robbie's really hot. In a bathtub. Right. And I wanted to include it. I mean, Anthony Bourdain was cool because I think he's a cool guy. And what's Gomez's first name? Selena. Selena Gomez and the other F- the, the uh, economics teacher. That was yeah. a cool scene. But none of them topped the Margaret no. Robbie because no. of the randomness. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that kind of, I felt, needed it because uh, I figured that's what you were talking about. Yeah. And it was initially my number five. Um, so I felt like it needed to be talked about on its own. So now we'll get to some other honorable mentions. Jacob. Okay, so uh, I I think I mentioned abstract thought and inside out. I, the only thing else I want to say, I just thought it was so clever how they kind of even went to two dimensions and it kind of retouches on things I saw in Disney movies back when I was a kid, specifically Dumbo and Winnie the Pooh. Whenever, like I like I said, I feel like people were doing drugs and they're yeah. either or doing Fantasia. dream sequences. Yeah. Or, that's right. I, I just really enjoy when you kind of step outside of just making a, a cartoon. And you do things like that. And then again, that's where Inside Out was so, so genius. Yeah. Uh, I do have a Star Wars one. I mean, I think there's multiple moments. Heck, you can do the crawl for all I care. Uh, I mean, yeah. you know, but I, mean, I think it really was for a lot of people when it's Ray picks up the lightsaber. And, yeah. that's, and we realize we're going to go there. This is now the new storyline. Right. And, you know, and it didn't meet all my expectations, that fight scene with Kylo Ren, but it was really cool. And yeah. it's like, hey, welcome back. You know, this is what it's like to have a meaningful lightsaber duel, not like some choreographed, like, you know, stunt show, which is how all the prequels were. It was really a really cool moment. Now, I do want to bring up really quickly the the most talked about scene was the Han Solo death scene, one of your all-time favorite characters. Yeah. Now... Yeah. Do you not include it? I mean, obviously it wouldn't be one of your favorites because it's death. It, but it didn't even cross my mind when I was going through but, it because now, do you think of it's the be- spoilers I get. I, I I did by watching stuff. And okay, well, that things, makes. I was really curious stinks. if if you didn't include it because you didn't think it was well done enough. It just now. It's the first time I thought of okay. it because you well because you okay. said it. So yeah. okay, uh, and that's isn't that crazy? That's just too yeah, that's weird. That was to me that when I thought of Star Wars, that was the first thing that I. That yeah. came to mind. You know, it's, I was going through all kinds of scenes, and that didn't even cross my mind, and that's insane. That is that's nuts. Cross my mind. That'd be like there being a Godfather Four and a Michael Corleone death, and I'd be like, oh, I don't even think about it. <laughs> you know, I actually thought about putting, you know, the Lou Skywalker scene at the end of it. That was yeah. yeah. Before I, I mean, also because I thought that was the best acting that Mark Hamill's ever done. <laughs> that's true. And it didn't even like say, to a, say word. a word. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and, why. And yet, Han Solo never crossed my mind. That's insane. Yeah. Um, Puppet sex on Animal Anomalisa. Uh, I'm yep. sure y'all haven't still you haven't seen I have, it. Yet? I haven't seen it yet, but, uh, but when you do, it's one of the most awkward scenes uh, you could you could watch. But also the realism behind it for it being a puppet movie uh, kind of goes to how, why this movie is such an interesting watch. I won't say it's a great you know blow your mind, but it's a very it's very interesting. I'm I'm very excited or looking forward to hearing what you all say, not just for the puppet sex scene um but for really a lot of that movie you're not alone though when i was researching my favorite scenes of 2015 i was looking at other people's lists like entertainment weekly variety indie wire and it was listed the puppet sex scene was listed on quite a few of the best scenes i didn't even look up any of those lists all right cool uh definitely um i have the a lot of people won't really care about this. I thought it was really cool. The choreographed shooting in Slow West. I thought it was really beautifully done. Yeah. And when I say choreographed, I mean, it really looked like a whack-a-mole where they're just kind of popping up in unison. Yeah. Not unison, but like it was going to a dance. I mean, it was really pretty. 
I haven't really quite seen a lot of Westerns shoot like that because it was more artistically done. Yeah. Um, but really cool scene. Goes along with, the, I think, a, a pretty cool shootout. I mean, it's not the great, greatest I've ever seen, but again, just art, it was very well done artistically. Yeah. Uh, the last one I got to mention is, I just titled it, Zara, Zara Gets the Shit Kicked Out of Her in Jurassic World. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's when the the most brutal <laughs> yeah. death of all the Jurassic you know Park series, and it's the woman who really is just trying to do her job. That's right. Gets, gets tossed around like she's just some minor character. Well, she was a minor character, but yeah. like she's a nobody by multiple dinosaurs. That's I mean, right. and, it's, and it's and it started so many. Um, message boards, concerns. Uh, I mean, a lot of people were really upset like how too violent. the death too, of yeah. Zara, 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 yeah, uh, because it was so violent. And it was, I'd say it, it was, was pretty brutal death. Yeah, especially for kids going to see this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. everyone's all, I mean, you know, this movie broke a lot of uh, uh, records and that sort of thing. And it was, to me, by far the most violent Jurassic World movie. Yeah. I know the first one was vi- was violent, but this had a lot more blood in it. And that was a brutal death. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. but I mean, it's just like I remember watching. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> like it was pretty awesome too. But yeah. Woo. <laughs> she, got go- she got gobbled up. I, I forgot about that. That's a good choice. <laughs> uh, Rachel, some of your honorable mentions. Um, the only ones we haven't talked about so far, and this isn't really a scene, but when thinking as I went through, I just went through and tried to think of the most memorable moments in all of the movies that I saw this year, and the epilogue of Spotlight was really jarring yeah i don't know that that really yeah. counts as a scene the, the text but yeah the, the text end, at yeah. the end was what i will I, take away from that movie i was thinking of many moments i was thinking as much as i could about spotlight because obviously it's my number one movie and why is that and that's the one thing i thought of yeah but ultimately it's not really a scene it's not a scene right. it's more but yeah that, i'm glad you mentioned it, my though. biggest impact yeah you know? I just wanted to bring it I up. I think that was most emotional for the entire year I got in a movie. Yeah. Look, I don't cry on movies all the time, but occasionally <laughs> I'll get choked up. And Inside Out and Spotlight were the two that I got choked yeah. up on this year. And uh, I think that was definitely it. It's worth mentioning, I yeah. think. Yeah. Like, I had a lump in my throat throughout Inside Out, but that one actually drew some tears. Yeah. Um, the only other one, which is completely different, was Easy es first rap and Straight Outta Compton. Nice. Oh, yeah. And how they just complete, like, it was awful, and they were making fun of him. <laughs> yes. And it, it was like, man, Evie, and, like, <laughs> kicked everybody out. That was a cool scene. Uh, yeah, it was. It was just really funny watching him try to rap for the first time. <laughs> Rolling down the street in my Cruising six down the street. Cruising down the street in my <laughs> I grew up. I knew I grew up on it. Uh, some ones I want to talk about... Um, Mention Inside Out. I did want to mention again the sadness and joy combining for a core memory. I thought was really, really brilliant and touching and sad and <laughs> joyous. It was, it was perfect. And um, spotlight for me, the dual confessions uh, when Rachel McAdams was talking oh, was to good. the the homosexual victim, and then uh, um, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo was talking to a victim in. Uh, the lawyer's office and they were going back and forth and back and that forth telling really their stories. Yep. That was really, really, really good. It was sad. the first time we heard from the victims and they were showing us two different, uh, at the same time. Um, I also had the hateful eight blow job. Also the, <laughs> the, the, the sheriff lineup, uh, when, when he lined him up at the end and you yeah. find Walter Goggins, it was a really hilarious scene. Like when it was down to the last few suspects and it was him and Samuel L. Jackson. And that's where the sheriff really got really hilarious to me. Uh, Brooklyn, I really love the scene where uh, Ellis meets Tony's family. They have dinner. Yeah, at that his... was fun. It was really and the, fun. And the little witty little brother. That's what I was going to say. The little brother was really, really hilarious. But then you also see it was kind of the first... Tony was really kind of sweet and and you could really tell that he really cared for her in this. But then you also see... It was Ellis's kind of the beginning of her transformation, kind of coming out of her shell and, and, and also exposure to, to a family that's you know a lot more vocal, uh, con- not controversial, but they're willing to get into it with each other. Yes. Where she comes from a very conservative family, right? And so to see her kind of reaction to that environment was yes. a lot of fun. Yeah, like Saoirse Ronan. That's why again she carried that movie throughout. Just you know whether she was voicing or she was just reacting. Yeah, yeah, I really love that scene. Um, I also have the bone tomahawk. Uh, I want to mention another uh, the yeah the the brutal death in Bone Tomahawk. Another dinner scene I want to mention was Black Mass. I thought it was a pretty that overrated was, movie, yeah. but that dinner scene between Johnny Depp 
and uh, uh, between Johnny Depp and the other characters in the movie, uh, where John, it was the most intense scene in the movie. Uh, where he's really threatening. Do you know what I'm talking about? I can't think of it. I know exactly what you're talking about. It was a really intense scene. It, he like, loves the, he loves the chicken or whatever he is. He's like, what's the recipe? He's like, I can't oh, tell you. It's a family secret. So he's talking to it, his wife and or no, the wife the is family, upstairs. That's right, the family secret. Yeah, yeah the family secret, secret recipe. Secret recipe. And it starts off as a joke. And he's like, and he gives up the recipe. That was a great. It's scene. like if you're going to give up the recipe that easily, and he gets really menacing. Yeah. And then he goes upstairs to the wife. Um, and is really menacing towards her as well. I think that was and, the best scene of that whole movie. Especially her reaction it was, was amazing. It was. Cause, that, and it, again, that's where we hadn't seen Johnny Depp. I don't feel like be that kind of a character in quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. And in, and he really showed some you know acting chops. He may have overacted throughout the movie, but that was a good one as far as intimidation goes. It was an yeah. average movie, but that was a really, really good scene. Mm-hmm. Um the other, just really quickly, uh, there's this little horror movie with Keanu Reeves called Knock Knock, and at the <laughs> end, he is buried up to his chin by these two girls who pretty much ruined his life, taking advantage. Anyways, they secretly recorded him having sex, <laughs> and they posted on Facebook. He's married; it'll ruin his life, or whatever. <laughs> and he's trying to delete it. They put they put his phone right in front of his face. He's buried chin deep. In, in the ground, they put the phone right next to his face, and he's trying to delete the the video from Facebook because all these comments are coming up like, you're sick, I can't believe you, you're a bastard, how could you do this all this? So he's trying to delete it, and he accidentally hits the like button. So, it was so freaking fun. I laughed for so hard. And you liked it, how you did it. It was so funny. Uh, that scene, That's that scene was great. Uh, also, the threesome in that in that movie. Uh, I also want to mention. <laughs> I also want to mention. We've talked about it a few times. M Night Shyamalan's The Visit. There's a scene where they play hide and seek underneath the house, and it is creepy as heck. The it grandma is, is playing, super creepy. The grandma is playing hide and seek with them, and she's taking it seriously. That's all I'll say. Um, <laughs> uh, and then the last thing I'll say. Here we go. I saved it for last because Jacob will heckle me. Oh, it's going to be Danny Collins. From Danny Collins, uh. the very end scene. It's a very fun, charming movie, but it all leads up to this end scene, and it's a really heartwarming. I got choked up a few times this year also, Inside Out, the Peanuts movie, and the end of Danny Collins. Oh, gosh. I figured one of y'all would have brought up. My... But not Spotlight. <laughs> yeah. I figured one of you may have brought up the overnight. And, and that I thought stuff, about that but, actually, yeah. but I couldn't think of a specific scene. Well, maybe when he realizes what the when he realizes what the paintings are. Well, no, there's well that, that's, that's more so the very ending. The scene. very end where things well, got yeah. super weird. Yeah. Yeah. Super weird. Okay. It's on Netflix if you want to yeah. check it out. Yeah. We won't spoil that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is Pulp Fiction's top five top scenes of 2015 with some honorable mentions. Is there anything we forgot, didn't bring up, that you would like to talk about? Let us know on our SoundCloud page or on our Facebook. Thank you so much for listening to Pulp Fiction.